Welcome to the Wellful FC Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Brezzi. Welcome to episode 10, a whole decade, you could say, of episodes. This is crazy. Welcome to our 10th episode anniversary. Glad to have you. Today we'll be talking about the international tournaments that are going on right now. The She Believes Cup, the big game yesterday with Spain versus USA. The rematch of last year's World Cup quarterfinals. The other matches in the She Believes Cup and the other tournaments like the Algarve Cup and the Tournoi de France. So let's get right into it. Somebody play that intro music please. And by somebody, I mean me. to episode 10 like i said let's just start with the she believes cup and spain's matches their first game was on thursday versus japan which they ended up winning 3-1 the first goal came from alexia early on in the first half the assist from jennifer ramosa but it was alexia who created the play starting with a fantastic pass to marta cardona who passed it to jenny and ended up passing it to Alexia for the goal. The second goal was the goal to tie 1-1 from Japan, a goal that caught Spain off guard, a goal from Japan from Iwabuchi. Honestly, an incredible goal. I don't even know how she did that. Really wanted a clean sheet, but I would allow it. It was a bit stressful in the moment because I was like, oh, now they're tied 1-1. But it was okay because the team had it under control. I also want to mention that there were five Barcelona players starting in the game. Andre Pereira, Patri, Alexia, Jenny, and Mariona. The other players were Lola Gallardo, Ona Valle, Ivan Andres, Marta Corredera, Marta Cardona, and Virginia Torresillo. And so the first half ended 1-1 when Japan tied in the last minutes of the half, but Spain dominated the first half, and it actually turned out to be quite an entertaining match. I'm happy that Spain put on a good show for a lot of the international fans so they could see the talent that they have on the squad. And then in the second half, Sheila Garcia and Lucia Garcia came on for Mariona and Patri in the 46th minute, right after the second half had started, and then... Two minutes later, Lucia Garcia got her goal, her, I believe her second with the Spanish, with Spanish national team, and giving Spain that lead. Also an incredible play. Lucia Garcia, I mean, I already knew she was, talented, was a very talented player, but this match, her performance, her speed, I, I can't explain the goal to you. You have to watch it. You have to go see it. It's just so many chef's kisses. Just incredible. And I think somebody who also needs to be talked about, Marta Cordona, somebody I think that hasn't really been mentioned enough. She was involved in both goals and that was only her second start for spain keep an eye out for marta cordona because she's always there and she doesn't get the ball enough i feel like and she can be much more dangerous because she's really fast and she has really good crosses and i feel like they need to go for her more and then in the 65th minute amanda 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 san pedro came on for jennifer hermoso and quickly after that lucia garcia who else went on to score the 3-1, another incredible goal. Go see it for yourself because this, she's so young, has such so much talent, so much control. She can hit it with her head. She can hit it with, with whatever foot. She has such good control. She's so fast. She pressures the defenders. It's just, I'm so glad to be alive to see her play. Such a good way to come in to this big stage in the U.S. and just show yourself to these international fans. Just a way to put your team on the map. I mean, you're already on the map, but just to leave an impact. She's just, 
She's speed. She's good quality. She's such a she has such good finishing. Her goal spectacular. Go watch. <laughs> It's on my Twitter, it's on everywhere on Twitter, go look it on YouTube, it's worth it. And then in the 79th minute, Aitana Bonmati came on for Alexia, Alexia was like, I'm done. You guys have to remember that Spain honestly had just arrived, I believed, in USA on Monday or Tuesday. After flying in from Spain, and then played on Thursday. And most of these players had been playing matches with their clubs, they've been playing all season. And they've had barely any time to prepare for this match, while other teams like US and Japan had been preparing for weeks. So I'm honestly really surprised that they were able to do so well, considering how tired I thought they would be. But they came in that first match in Orlando, winning 3-1 to give them three points in, in the She Believes Cup in their first match. I should also mention, of course, Alexia and Jenny, an incredible connection, incredible players on the field. Alexia had an especially great match. She created great plays. Her passes, amazing. Long passes, short passes, great vision, finding the pockets of space that nobody else could find. She did it. Such an intelligent and... I've said it before, I think. I don't know, but I'm gonna say it now. An underrated player. I mean, to me, she's not underrated, but at like, at an international level, more people need to know about her. Well, more people need to know about more Spanish players because yesterday, for example, was International Women's Day. Go ladies, how you doing? And all, anyone who identifies as a woman. And I'm like, I saw a lot of things for women's football. And I had like a lot of players who were probably international players who were, you know, iconic women in the sport and there's players from france from germany you know there was one of us out of shawala and i was like hell yeah from us from you know from denmark wherever everywhere from holland and there was none from spain and i'm like that sucks that people don't internationally don't know them enough jennifer hermoso sandra paños virginia torresilla even all their players vero boquete these are incredible players that nobody knows about at least outside of spain or outside of Europe. And, you know, as much as I, you know, would have wanted them to not play these matches right now, it is really cool that they can get the international attention that they deserve so that different audiences can see how talented Spain is and how y'all need to know that Spain is not the team to mess with. They're coming in to this competition as the so-called underdogs, but honestly, I think don't underestimate them. You know, they're not too physical, but they're very technical. They just play, they're out here playing pure football and they're doing it well and it's working for them. The only thing that they might lack in some certain matches is the ability to score a goal, but you know, with players like Lucia Garcia who are able to get goals, it's looking good. Also in the match versus Japan, Mappy was rested, which is very good because she never gets rested. And Irene Paredes as well, and Leila Wahabi as well. And I do want to shout out Ona and Marta Cardona, who are two young players who are just making their presence in the national team. And they're very present. They're very important players, even more so in the match against USA. But such young players, I'm so glad they're with the national team because they deserve it. And they've been proving themselves with their clubs and they're doing it with the national team as well. And so the minutes they, the Barca players played against Japan, Andrea Pereira played all 92 minutes, Alexia played 79 minutes, Jenny played 66 minutes, Patri 45, Mariona 45, Aitana 13, and Sandra, Mapi, and Leila didn't play. And that same day, the other match in the She Believes Cup, United States played England, US winning 2-0 with a goal from Kristen Press and Carly Lloyd coming two minutes after each other in the second half to beat England and get themselves three points tied with Spain in the first matches of the She Believes Cup. And so then last night at 10, 10 p.m., then at night here, at least from Barcelona, was the match. For me, the match of the tournament, honestly, the rematch of last year's World Cup quarterfinals, Spain versus USA. USA at home 
and on their home turf, Spain playing in American stadiums for the first time. And Spain was coming with a vengeance. They were coming as the dark horses, as the underdogs, and they came out with this lineup with Sandra Paños back in goal, Ona Bache, Irene Paredes, Marta Corredera, Mapi León back in the XI, Marta Cordona, Jenny Hermoso, Alexia Putellas, Patrick Guijarro, Virginia Torresilla, and Lucia Garcia, who got a very deserved start. Let me tell you, this match, honestly, I knew Spain was going to bring it. I wasn't that concerned. It did, on USA did get some early on chances, but Spain, they were fantastic. Every time USA had the ball, they were pressing so, so hard. And I thought they would get tired, but they never did. And they kept doing their work. And honestly, they created a lot of chances when they had possession, which they would get possession back really fast from the US. They would, you know, create their play with passing like Spain does as you know that tiki-taka style I will say sometimes they kept passing it back but against USA I do understand it's USA they're the best in the world they have very fast players but Spain was keeping up and they were making USA chase after them the first 25 minutes was some I saw somebody on Twitter say it was one of the best they had seen from somebody playing against USA quality on the ball making the USA's wingers drop and have to defend, making honestly all the players have to defend. Carly Lloyd was going to have to go back to defend. They were intercepting a lot of passes between the US players. They were very aware. And we had to talk about someone who I think for me was player of the match, which is Miss Maria Pilar Leon. Mapi Leon just given a master class on how to defend. She said, you know what, y'all? Y'all got those penalties in the World Cup? Not today. This was the third time in history that Spain had played against USA. A few years ago, USA had won, and obviously last year in the World Cup, USA had also won, and then they had played for the third time yesterday, and I believe this time Mappy said, no more, we're gonna make it very extremely difficult for you to score, and she was fantastic in the defense, not taking any chances. And Spain was just pressing super high up on the pitch. The Americans didn't know it was coming. Spain honestly had more, in the first half, Spain had more chances than USA, and they had a very clear chance which came from Jennifer Hermoso, which hit the bar. But I mean, during this game, USA was suffering. They were probably regretting inviting Spain. But they were just, Spain was just all over the place. In a good way. <laughs> in a good way. They weren't giving US, the US players any time to breathe. You know, they were really, really making the US prove that they were the best in the world. Spain stepped up to the US last year in the World Cup, and they did it again on their home turf, right in USA's house. And I think... For me, I think they did it even better than they did last year in the World Cup. And last year they were able to score, but I think that was because USA scored so early. And also, Sandra Baños, I think she also was like, you know why you're not scoring today? In the first half and in the second half, she had incredible, some incredible saves. She was very, very focused, very, very aware. Any cross, any moment where they were coming up close, she was there to stop the US. Didn't matter if it was Megan Rapino, Carly Lloyd, Crystal Dunn, whoever it was, not going in. And the way Spain was playing, closing down the US and making it so hard for the US to play isn't easy. I don't know, they can do this. I don't know why people are sleeping on the Spanish national team you always talking about france and germany and holland and england and usa and those teams are great and fantastic but you know what give spain the credit they deserve because they're doing so well soon like i know like they're getting closer and closer and closer to being in the top the euros 2021 or whenever they are and the world cup in 2023 watch out for spain because they're coming for these titles and they have a very young squad these players aren't going anywhere so the first half ended 0-0 a very entertaining game for me <laughs> not for the u.s players spain very loyal to their style 
and it was working for them. USA trying to be had a physical play, but it wasn't working for them. The only thing that Spain was lacking, like I said earlier, was being able to score a goal, the finishing touch. Lucia Garcia had gotten some opportunities, so had Jennifer Hermoso. It just was a lack of luck, but also we just need to, you know, be able to get a goal in games like this. I think this also happened in the last World Cup against Germany, against China. It's games that you just can't waste the opportunities that you get. But besides that, Spain, the control that they had, their capacity to cause danger, and the way they were playing, just great stuff. And in the second half, the U.S. started coming back a bit. But even still, Spain would still pressure up really high. And then as soon as they lost the ball, they would come back super quickly and defend. And they would win the ball back. And and U.S. still wasn't able to score. The U.S. had to make a decision in the 67th minute to take out Carly Lloyd and Megan Rapino to put in two of their fastest players, Tobin Heath and Christian Press. And in that moment, I was a little bit worried because I was like, oh my god. Um, like Tobin and Kristen are incredible players and Kristen is very fast and she scored before against Finn before so I was like if this is the danger the danger is coming it's coming now but it didn't and Spain were still able to control Tobin and Kristen because they would come back and create two lines of four in the defense and have Jenny above and I was like oh my god this is amazing even Tobin Heath would have to come and help them help the U.S. defend and get the ball back and in the 76th minute Mariona came on for Patri and Sheila came on for Marta Cardona but Spain was still going 0-0 against the best in the world they were 12 minutes from beating USA's scoring streak of 57 consecutive matches. And it's in part thanks to, I mean, the whole team, but Mapi Leon just came up so big. Her anticipation, her speed. I mean, go look at her highlights. They're on Twitter. I retweeted all of them. Any moment the ball came back, she was there to stop it. Nothing is going to get past her. And as you might have noticed, I haven't actually said how the game finished. Well, you probably already know, but... <laughs> In the 86th minute, USA got a free kick. And at that same time, Vilda decided to make a change, taking out Lucia. I personally, and a lot of other people I've seen on Twitter, have agreed, and also the commentators of the match, agreed that, you know, during a free kick wasn't really the best time to make a change because it kind of makes your players lose a little bit of concentration. And so it was in this moment (laughs) that Spain's hard work had kind of come to an end and USA's just luck that they always have against Spain showed up. And with a dead ball from Kristen Press, Julie Ertz headed it in and gave US the 1-0 with about two minutes left in normal time. And I was like, are you serious? With the game that Spain had played, with, with, I mean, I was mad because Spain deserved to win. Also, all the energy that they put in just to lose and they could have, they wasted all that energy and now they're going to be tired and we have club games. So yeah, so Spain tried to get a few more opportunities, but it just wasn't working. There just wasn't enough time and the game ended 1-0. U.S. taking the three points. But I mean, from what I saw besides U.S. fans, which I'm a U.S. fan, so I'm allowed to say this. Most people agree that Spain should have won. They played a better game. I mean, it's the U.S. They're the best in the world. And they've done this the last each time they've played them. They've come up big. They haven't gotten that win yet. But they went 86 minutes without U.S. being able to score or even really being able to make that many chances. Spain could have won. And like I said before, I keep coming back to her, but Mapi Leon just... 
another day, another game with her being a wall. Like, she's one of the best defenders in the world. Women's, men's, she's up there. Imagine her and Van Dyke on a team together. No getting past that. Incredible. Like, the amount of times that when you talk about the defense, Barcelona, Spain, she's the one who's like, shows up as a top player. I mean, obviously, Irene Paredes, Andre Pereira are also incredible as well. Mbappé Leon, considering the fact that she's what, 24, 25, she's super young and she's already such a world-class player. I trust her with my life. In my defense, I want her on my team, always. And also, we don't talk about this enough. We talk about her as a defender, which, incredible. But her passes and her free kicks, wow. Her passes are just, like, perfect. Incredible. Like, she has a vision. She can just give you a pass from all the way to the other side of the field and just create an attacking play. Just from nothing. Beautiful. Phenomenal. She also should be known more on, on the international level. And she's also a Barcelona player, so I feel very, very lucky. But going back to U.S.'s goal, just, you know, a very lucky goal. I do like Kristen Press and Julie Ertz. But, like, and it was a good header. And Sandra Paños was so close to getting it. And I feel like if, you know, Spanish players hadn't been, like, thrown off by the... Uh, substitutions might not have gone in i wanted it was a point where i was saying you know this game is gonna end zero zero i think spain were kind of more focused on just not conceding instead of creating as many chances and i was i was okay with that i was like tying zero zero with the world champions is not bad but then they got that goal and spain didn't deserve to lose but that's football second half is a bit more level spain had four shots on goal and the u.s also had four or five shots on goal but the u.s did have more shots on target but spain still did maintain more possession having 60 percent versus u.s is 40 percent and spain in total having 524 passes compared to u.s is 336 obviously they do have a different style of play spain's is all about passing but being able to keep that possession against u.s is really impressive and like i said before u.s has been preparing for these for months they've been training for a while they've been training on and off since january honestly while Spain has been playing well the Spanish players been playing over 30 matches each with their clubs and they came like just a week ago the US traveling I don't know what nine hours or more on a plane to come in beat Japan and play against US the way they did create more shooting more scoring opportunities and go 0-0 for 87 minutes and the only way that us could score was against was from a free kick when spain was distracted i'm just saying that what spain did deserves a lot of merit i will say though one thing that i was missing was my girl leila wahabi and i am biased because i'm a barca fan and she's such an important part of the defense but i was missing her yesterday i do like marta corredera but leila wahabi does have that speed and she can come back and defend and but her in the attack her crosses unmatched and i think that would have been really helpful to players like lucia garcia jenny and most of the strikers so they could get a good center cross and just head it in or even alexia who would come up and try to head her but she for some reason didn't play she hasn't played any match so far which i mean i'm like good because then she'll be good to go with barcelona but like if you called her up play her <laughs> She didn't just come to go to New York on vacation. And I was I was waiting for Aitana to come out. Aitana's a super sub or a starter. She could have even started, but I get that with the Spanish national team, she's on the bench. But I was surprised that she didn't come on. I was like, why not? And Angela Sosa, two players who I think honestly would have changed the match. I feel like some of the subs, I don't know, they were just kind of just kind of happening just to make subs. And obviously the players that came on are very talented, but I feel like they're players who might have less experience with the national team. Aitana. And Ankela Sosa were two players who really would have helped in the attack and bring some speed. I don't know, but who knows? Maybe it wouldn't have helped. Whatever. It's too late now. Let's look at the positive. Ona. 
fantastic. She's how old is she? First of all, she needs to come back to Barcelona. Facts. She is 20. Wow. Now she needs to come back to Barcelona, first of all. And she needs to be called up to the national team every time. Because, wow. She's 20. And the way she was playing against the US, against these big players, class. Pure class. Like, I'm trying to find the words. Not be repetitive. I mean, it was funny though, because they would try to cross the, like, they would do it like a long, a long pass to her. But it would be too high because she's short and she wouldn't be able to get it, but she would try to jump for it. <laughs> and they did it like a few times. I'm like, guys, she's really short. Stop it. But her and Mapi Leon, those two, were just super important in the defense. On a speed. Honestly, I feel like I would have wanted her to be more in the attack. But she was really needed in the defense because of USA speed. But she was able to keep up. She was able to hold back players like Crystal Dunn. So props to her because I think it was one of her few starts. Her second start maybe with the national team and against the world champions. She proved that she deserves to be there. Also, just having superstar matches. Alexia, once again. Just proving herself as one of the best midfielders in the world. <laughs> but people don't realize this. She's just out there in the midfield doing whatever she wants. She also had some incredible passes that could have turned out to be goals, but were so, so close. She was just doing whatever she wanted in the midfield. And she was going up to attack. She had a few chances on goal. And the United States players, the only way they could stop her was just like pushing her, <laughs> pushing her down. Like there was a few fouls for Spain that were thanks to Alexia because every time they had the ball, they would try to just knock her down because otherwise they can they couldn't get the ball because she would just turn around, pass it quickly, and they wouldn't be able to stop her. But there you go. The US were very lucky. Spain, little by little, they're getting closer and closer and closer, being where they need to be, being not to be seen as one of the top teams in, in the world. And so for the Barca players against US, Sandra Paños played 93 minutes. Mapi Leon played 93 minutes. Alexia played 93 minutes, Jenny played 93 minutes, Patri played 63, Mariona played 30, Aitana didn't play, Andrea Pereira didn't play, and Leila Wahabi didn't play. Aitana and Leila should have played, I'm just saying, <laughs> but whatever. I have like no critiques of Spain, the only thing I would say is just be more efficient up top, be able to convert those chances because with teams like US that are lucky, <laughs> if we were winning 1-0 early on, it would have been a different match. And maybe US would have tried to attack and score earlier. But maybe even Spain could have been 2-0, honestly. Just from the first half. And it would have been a different match. It is time to focus on the next match, which is against England, which I want them to just come on in and destroy them. <laughs> like, England's cool. But I don't know, like, I want, I want them to get a win. But now I feel like they played against US. It was like a bit of, you know, they wanted some revenge. So now I feel like England's like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> so I don't know if they'll have as much intensity and energy. Also, I want the Barca players to win. I mean, I want the Barca players to rest. But I also want them to start. Like, and help Spain win. I don't know, it's very conflicting emotions. But yesterday, also before the US versus Spain match, Japan played against England, and also a game that also was very, very close 0 0 until the 84th minute when White scored the lone goal for England, giving them the three points. And the next and last matches of the She Believes Cup are on Wednesday, March 11th. The matches will be played in Texas, England will be playing Spain, and US. We'll be playing Japan. Hopefully Japan can at least tie or beat USA. I doubt it. <laughs> Japan hasn't been on their best goal scoring wise. But I think Japan versus US. It's always a good match. But we'll see. I mean, Spain's playing better than I expected, honestly. <laughs> Considering this was a friendly. And how tired I thought the players would be. I can't complain. Also, there was about almost 27,000 people at the match. Oh, I mean, they were US fans. But they were seeing in front of them the class that Spain has. Which I love to see that.
Also, in the other cups, like the Algarve Cup, in the first match, Denmark versus Norway, Graham Hansen didn't play because she was having some kind of, she's had some pains, but Norway did win 2-1 versus Denmark, and Germany beat Sweden 1-0. New Zealand tied 1-1 with Belgium and ended up winning on penalties. New Zealand won 7-6 on penalties. And Portugal lost to Italy 2-1, and for the semifinals, Italy beat New Zealand 3-0, and Germany beat Norway 4-0. Italy will face Germany in the final on March 11th, the third place match on March 10th, New Zealand versus Norway, and for the fifth to eighth place semifinals. It's kind of confusing. Belgium beat Portugal 1-0, and Denmark beat Sweden 2-1. If for fifth place, Belgium will play against Denmark on March 10th, and for seventh place, Portugal will play Sweden on March 10th as well. And then really quickly also, there was the Tournoi de France. The first match, France versus Canada. France won 1-0 on March 4th. And Netherlands played against Brazil, ending 0-0. But Martens and Stephanie van der Graat did play 75 minutes, both of them. On March 7th, Canada played against Netherlands and tied 0-0 once again. And then France played Brazil and won 1-0 once again. I don't know why these teams are all repeating the same scores. And on March 10th, the Tournoi de France ended. Brazil will play against Canada and France will play against Netherlands. That'll be a really good match. Hopefully, it'll have more than one goal and won't end up 0 0. Injuries. How you doing? Um, at the same time that the national teams are playing, the U20 teams are playing, and our young little Barca defender, Laia Codina, was with the national team, and she got a injury. She has a torn ligament in her knee. And so, Comunicat Medic. She has this injury, it still has not been determined how long she will be out, but she's out. So, I mean, she wasn't really playing anyway with the first team, but still, with all the games coming, I wanted to see if maybe she could get a chance. Also, it just sucks when a young player gets injured like that. But I will say I'm just happy that none of the Barca players on the first national team have gotten injured because honestly, Sandra Paños and Jenny, look, there were some moments yesterday in the match where they looked like they had been injured, but they got back up, but it was very concerning. And so that was the the update on the Chivalry's Cup, the Tournoi de France, and the Algarve Cup up till now. These cups are almost over, and then we'll get back into club football. And we'll see how the rest of the season goes, because big cups coming up, games have been postponed, whatever, so we'll see what happens. And Spain's next match, like I said, is on March 11th versus England, and they go back to their club teams. Barcelona's match is March 18th in the Queen's Cup semifinals versus Sevilla. And yeah, that'll be really exciting to see. And so, this is the end of the podcast. This is the Woeful FC podcast. Thank you for being here for the 10th episode. I'm your host, Natalie Brezzi, and stay tuned next week for another new episode. Goodbye.